What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Fans FC, episode 17. Man, I can't honestly, it's kind of crazy to think we're at 17 already, right? Yeah, it is, especially the way things have been going. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're heading into an international break. Hot. A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> a lot I mean, M- of footy. MLS is not uh, going to international break, but that's a st- story for another day. Um, yeah. I do got my Costa Rica jersey on in honor of uh, international window. I'm actually very, very excited for this international window. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I was talking to one of our other friends that we work with. And who is also Costa Rican, and we are very, very pumped for the new era that Costa Rican soccer is heading into. We have probably the deepest, uh, not deepest, but like the most talented roster we've probably ever put out there on paper. So I'm actually, I'm super pumped and for it. And you guys got rid weekend. of that coach you hated, right? Yeah, he was a bum. Right now we have an inter- interim head coach from Argentina, but we'll see how it goes. Um, either way, man. It's like a whole different roster now. It's crazy because like all the people that guy refused to call up are all now coming back. And now our roster, so, dude, I, I was telling people, I was like, if they would have put that roster out for the gold cup, they would have won that shit. Like this is the same roster who beat USA in the world cup qualifying. Like this is, I'm super pumped. A lot of super young talent and a lot of talent that got sent over to Europe that didn't even get called up because now we're getting to a point where we're pretty deep. I almost feel like we're at the same point USA was in 2019, 2020, after they could, got didn't make the World Cup and they kind of reset and now they're in this new generation. I feel like we're like that, just a one generation, one World Cup behind. So like what USA's World Cup was this past 2022, what I feel like is ours is going to be in 2026 and then 2030 is going to be like the real one that they can like make a deep run. but. Copa America is coming up next year, so that could be a good test, which I'm also super excited for. Yeah, so it's always, always going to be here, here in the U.S. too. But let's go to our first topic of the day, which is probably the title of the video. And uh, basically, we're coming down the final stretch of MLS season. 10 games left, 8 games left for some people, 10 for others, around yeah, 8 to 10 games left for some play for some teams. And uh we're kind of coming down the stretch and we kind of know who's who now. And the playoff race is getting super tight, but we're going to talk about the playoff race as it gets closer to decision day. But let's kind of go from like I guess like we're about the final third of the season or just over the final third of the final quarter probably of the season. Who do you think can win it all at this point? Like, who are your your favorites? Well, I hate to say this wearing an Inter-Miami shirt, but let's be honest, if they get their asses into the playoffs, especially, you know, let's say they just go on a tear. You know, they're playing a lot of teams. They only have one out-of-conference game remaining, and that is um, this Saturday. We're recording on a Thursday, so we'll be at that game on on Saturday versus Kansas City. Um, So other than that, I mean, these are all taking points away from teams uh, that are in playoff contention. Yes, some teams are probably untouchable at this this point. Um, 
So like, let's just say for, you know, for fun, if we take Miami out of the equation, um, you have to, uh, you know, Cincinnati's been struggling a little bit. I, you know, they're a great team. Um, you know, not going to be surprised if they, they hold out and get that, um, supporter shield, but their team that in a knockout playoff format, they can definitely just lose that one game. Um, so I wouldn't really bet on them. There's, you know, this it's, it's funny because aside from Miami right now, there's really not a team that's been dominating. You look at the top of each conference and, and there's slip ups pretty much consistently. Um, the only one that I think has been surprising, at least to me, is um, Orlando City. They've been playing probably the best out of anybody in terms of just form, getting points. Um, so they're a surprise. They're they're at third in the table. So that so they'll they'll be competitive. Um, another surprise um, is the fact that um, St. Louis is still top of the table. Even with their struggles, they win, they lose, they win, they lose. So they're beating the bad teams that they're supposed to beat. And there are some bad teams in that uh, in that conference. And before I get to you, I will mention that. Only two draws. That's insane. It is. It is wild. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just very interesting. Seattle is another one. I mean, they, they, they you look at their form and you look at their matches and it's not it's not super impressive. But yeah, they're in second place in the West. Um. So there's, it's very interesting. There's really not a single team. I mean, Cincinnati's the one that jumps out at you when you look at the um, overall table, but even they have been struggling recently with with certain games. Um, as for the wooden spoon, I think Toronto have woken up. Inter-Miami are obviously going to start climbing the table. Um, it seems pretty obvious that um, Colorado are Your the team. worst team in the league. I know, right? And I've been saying that I, I I've been saying <laughs> it for a while. You know, I I don't think I've like I've ever picked them. Maybe a draw. Maybe I picked the draw. I don't know. So I think that one's a pretty obvious one. Um. So yeah, I, that that's my take. I think if Miami gets in, everybody should be scared of Miami. If not, then it's just just based on form and how these teams have been playing. It's really anybody's game to win this MLS Cup. All right, so let's give me your your favorites to get out of each con- conference, and then your dark horse for each conference. Which, how many? Just one to get out of each conference? Yeah, just one. Yeah, and then your dark horse to get out of that conference. Well, for the East, I'm gonna pick Miami. My dark really? horse. My Not dark even sure horse. if they're gonna get out. I, th- get I into think. The I dance. think. I think the LA game was a decider. Uh, we'll talk about that before we move on. But let me just give you the. Um, my my pick so Miami, and I'm gonna say my dark horse is gonna be. I mean, is there really a dark horse if you get into the playoffs? A lot of these teams, it's really separated by a few points. But I'm gonna say Nashville. I mean, they're sitting seventh right now. Um, they they performed really well in the League's Cup. You know, making it to the final. They were the first team to actually hold Inter Miami to anything but a win. I mean, I guess if you want to, you know, argue about going to penalties in the, in the league's cup final, but so that's, that's something to be said. They have Hani Mukhtar on their team. So that, so they're, they're my, my dark horse for the West, uh, the West. 
that's, I think, a much tougher one. I would go ahead and say, I think Seattle. I think I think they're going to wake up playoff time. I actually think that their fans are going to show out, and I think it's going to be an interesting one because I think St. Louis been wishy-washy. Seattle, yeah. like if anything, they've been drawing a lot. I guess you could say L.A. I think just because they had it last year, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's 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 easy to defend in the MLS. Um, dark horse for the Western Conference, I would say Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, if they're playing well, they they can they can surprise some people. Um, I can see that. Yeah, they, you know, it's it seems like Pookie has has actually been pretty decent recently. Um, you know, he's starting to get used to the team. Um, and Reynoso has just been great. So, I mean, as long as that link up, if they're playing well, they're a tough team to beat as well. All right. But it's so funny. I don't, me, I don't want anyone to think, by the way, before you go ahead, that I, because yeah, I, yeah. I know it's funny that I'd pick two teams that are in seventh place right now as dark horses. Oh, honestly, I, I didn't even think it. about that. <laughs> I just, I need to point that out because there are people out there who'd be like, you fucker. You're doing that on purpose. You just went to seven and said, that's a good pick. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Ah, man. See. My I'll get my dark horse. My my dark horse for the East is Columbus crew. I I love Columbus. I like Wilford Nancy in the system. He's deployed. Now they bring in Diego Rossi, former LAFC DP, has came back to the MLS. It does suck to see them lose Zellerion to Saudi Arabia. Um, it's a shame they couldn't find a way to keep him on the team. But it seems like they still haven't lost a step, even with him being gone. I I like Columbus. I like Columbus to really sneak yeah, in. I, I really like their team. I, I think have... they got... The reason I was just going to say it quickly, the re- the reason I didn't have them as a dark horse is because I thought that I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I don't really think they're much of a dark horse. I feel like people know that they're a good team. Um, so that's why I didn't go for that particularly. Yeah, I think I'm I'm considering a dark horse. But I would say most people wouldn't think they would get out. I don't know. I mean, I, I like your Nashville pick. I think that's not a bad pick because Nashville's proven that that's a team that's built for tournament settings. A team that can really grind out victories and win one yeah. O's. Like those I are like teams the, that the like up. exactly. They they were set up. They were probably. I mean, there were teams that came out against Miami and they looked good, but I don't think there was a team that was able to consistently hold their game plan and execute it correctly for ninety minutes in both games. If you're if we're being honest, in the League Cup final too, they held us to yeah. ninety minutes as well there. You know, admirably, it took, it took, you know, and it took a freaking wonder. Like, I think that was his best goal so far for, for Miami. Um, yeah, that's something worth asking you about before, before eventually as well, because, you know, it's already what we'll, we'll go goals, through the end of the goals. season. Oh yeah. Say, we'll get, we'll, that'll be, yeah, exactly. That'll be fun to talk about later on when, um, when it's, when it comes down to it, but yeah, that was definitely my favorite so far. It's just such a, an incredible strike. I mean, they had he had five people on him, and he still hits it. So Nashville, yeah, I I, I like the way they play. Honey Mukhtar is is a weapon. 
even when they're when the team Nashville's not exactly playing great, uh, he's always dangerous. You just can't count them out. Columbus, another yeah. good pick. That's why I say it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. I think the thing though with Columbus is that I'm noticing it now, and it like it is hard to call him a dark horse because they're only two points from second place. But I'm just going based off the setting, the records now, and maybe some people don't have them coming out, but I just feel like they have a 17 goal differential, which is really, really high for 45 points, 13, six and eight. So I'm going to say they're my darkers as for my winner out of the East. As much as I want Miami to win it. I think it's Cincinnati's year. I think Cincinnati gets it. I think. Miami has been running on a bunch of luck when it's come to these tougher opponents in MLS. And I think eventually we're going to run out. I think the Cincinnati play when Cincinnati played Miami in the open cup semifinal. I think Cincinnati was the better team. I think this past week against LAFC, even though Miami won three, one LAFC to me choked that game. LAFC should have put that game away. They I had think Bawanga choked so, that game. Yeah, Bawanga got cocky and he Bawanga, didn't want to pass the ball. And, and, and yeah, I was he, watching a video. I don't know exactly who it was, but as soon as this was said, I was like, brilliant. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And then I saw, which was a more you know, popular take on ESPN, but what I saw was on YouTube, this guy was watching it. He saw the Bawanga. You you know what I'm talking about. And if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. The 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 play where it's like a three on two looks like for LA Boong is running down the middle Vela's wide open on the right side and he does not pass to him he just decides to take the shot and Vela was pissed he and was a tough shot off and it was a tough shot and um the guy reacting to it just went you know what that's a classic moment of everybody's watching we're in LA we got all the stars here we got Messi here you know the world is watching this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna have my moment, and I was like, exactly. That's what he was thinking in that moment. And then I heard, um, again, I I wish I knew so I can give credit credit, um, but I think it was like on ESPN or something like that. ESPN FC, um, they are interviewing a former player analyst, a former player and analyst, um, and he was like, the difference between he was like, you should show your kids the highlights of that game if they're learning like how to play the game and say this is the difference between Messi and everybody else that Messi plays to win he's never looking he it's not his goal to score or get an assist he just wants to win Ronaldo would have took that shot Bowanga was on the field to score <clears throat> not to win so players like Bowanga they want to score Players like Messi, they want to win, and that's the difference. If the goals come to you, they come to you. And and it's a little simplified, but, I mean, you just see it there. Because Messi, yeah, he does do the incredible. Um, there are situations where if Messi decided to just say, you know what, screw it, I'm not going to pass, he probably would bang in those certain shots. But that but that doesn't, that, that it goes against it. So I think those two points... Um, really captured how that game went it was it was very individual mindset from lafc that cost them a lot of big chances and then buanga just got rattled after that i thought i thought he was just got nervous and he was like shit now i gotta fucking like 
was a good chance and and Vela's mad at me I mean like I don't know he just he yeah. seemed like he was getting taken by the moment yeah and I don't want to go too deep into the game but I'll just end it here of just like it's pr- that's a pretty rare game from Belonging too. That guy is actually super lethal in front of net. I mean, he has 25 yeah. goals in like all competitions this year. I mean, he's leading the league in goals by all competitions. So very off game for him. And yeah, I mean, he missed wide open opportunities. So because of that, I think eventually Miami is just going to run out of luck. I think we've been on a great streak and I think it's destined for them to make the playoffs. I'd, I don't know how long it can hold on to. And I just feel like Cincinnati, just a team top to bottom, just going to be cleaner and more clinical and just going to win the game. I mean, even that Cincinnati game, they took out all three DPs at the second half of the game. Like, what are they doing? They're not going to make that mistake again. I mean, they took off Acosta, Vasquez, and Bupenza, all three DPs off the field at, at like the 60th, 70th minute of that game, thought they had it in the bag, and then they came back and won, and now they, they went into – the extra time without their star players. So I think they're not going to make this again. I think they're just going to be too clinical win. Now let's go to the West. My West, my team coming out of there. I still think it's LA. LA is just too good to me. Like they're too, like they, after CCL, they went on a little bit of a downturn and that's what kind of dropped them in this, the rankings. But we all know the quality that they have at the end of the day. And that's a team that can win. That's another team that can win in tournament fashion. I mean, they won the MLS Cup. They went to the final in the CCL that they should have won if they didn't, like, completely choke it. It's just – if it, I, I just see L.A. getting out of there. It's just a matter of they don't, you know, kind of choke in the moment. They almost did last MLS Cup, honestly, until yeah. Bale pulled out of an they're, incredible head. They're definitely the safest pick. I thought the West was harder to pick than the East. It's definitely more wide open. Yeah, You feel like yeah, anybody the, who's in the playoff picture right now can beat anybody. Yeah, I, really I think St. Louis is severely that, overachieving. I think St. Louis is correct, severely Correct, but like I said, you know, they're winning games that they should win. It's going to be tougher because when they're in the playoffs... You know, they all deserve to be there. Um, they clearly so, can't uh, grind out ties because, I mean, you're talking about 15, yeah. 2, and 10. That's, That's not how they play, though. If you watch their games, you know, they're very, they're very fast and flowing. They, they, they move a lot. It's, it's, they're either going to yeah. be punching you in the gut or getting punched. They're, it's one of those, they take punches and they throw punches. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be good I next mean, year. I think they're going to have an LAS. Yeah, they have a very good goal differential, but they're scoring very highly. Um, also conceding more goals, five more goals than LAFC, six more goals than Seattle. Um, you know, so, so you're seeing they're, they're very much, you know, even, you know, teams like Dallas and Minnesota who are ninth and seventh respectively allowing 30 goals and 32 goals. Um, so that's just how they're, they play. So it's going to, I don't think, I don't think that's going to help them. In the playoffs, um, again, they're a new team. Uh, you you got to assume it's gonna that the lack of experience is gonna get to them. But the fan yeah, base just, is gonna definitely. Be I think out they're there. gonna and them getting that I advantage think, with the home seed. That that'll be tough for for teams. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to decline next year. I think you might see something similar to like Austin. I think they just overachieved and. People are going to expect it, but then again, I could be wrong. But and hey, okay, listen, my I don't dark think that's a bad thing. I just want to, before you mention the dark horse, I just want to say that's not necessarily a bad thing because I think St. Louis, St. Louis did it right this year. 
they did exactly what an expansion team should do. They did do. a lot of things right. Yeah. Um, the stadium, the team, just building a team that could play and be it and was and a team. early. Early, and getting an early, early, getting a fan base really passionate and excited about every game. Um, so even if they do fall off a little bit, uh, they put themselves in a good spot. So it's not going to be for long. They're not going to be bottom feeders in the conference like Colorado. So as for my dark horse, I think I'm going to agree with you on Minnesota United. I think they showed a lot in a tournament setting and Leagues Cup. And I, I, this one good thing about Leagues Cup that I actually really enjoy is that it kind of gives you an idea of who's going to perform yeah, little, well in that kind of setting. You. Yeah. And I thought Minnesota had some very like big wins. I mean, a win against Toluca. Um, was who knows win. what would happen with that Nashville game if they didn't get a red card in like the 20th minute. Definitely I mean, hurt the game. I, they, they're not able like, to play like that. Yeah. And Minnesota's trying to catch up from their slow start. Um, like you said, now with the, the big transfer of Pookie coming in, who seems to be linking really well for Nosa, who's also back on injury after, I mean, yeah. back coming back from injury after missing and half it took the some season. While, it took them a while to gel, but that's why I like them as my dark horse, because they're really starting to mesh and they're starting to like kind of feel each other out. And the team around yeah. them is not horrible. And I don't want to say he's underrated because I don't think he's necessarily underrated in MLS circles, but I just feel like in general, it's the name nobody really brings up. But I really think Emmanuel Moroso, Reynoso is like one of the best players in the league. That oh, dude has so sure. much class. That dude is so Such good. And then if he can continue to link up with Puki, oh man, the offense is going to be really good. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you on Minnesota. I think they can, in a tournament setting, they can... They can potentially, you know, go on a run. I mean, at the end of the they day, the spread well, really. is not that hard. You're talking about what is this? An eight point spread from two to nine. Eight points. Eight point spread. Minnesota seventh with 36. They're only five points behind Seattle. And you have Austin and, and they have a game in hand. They have two games Austin, in hand on Seattle. Basically, everybody except Colorado is sniffing the playoffs still. Because mind you, Minnesota has 28 games. So like, I mean, not Minnesota, Seattle has 28 games. So Minnesota has two games in hand and only five games, five points behind Seattle. So I think the West is going to be super interesting. Almost wish Miami was in the West. I feel (laughs) like the the, the travel. You sure about that? (laughs) I don't know. I I do like 10 p.m. games, though. That's fun to watch. I mean, think about it. Nashville has 40 points that that 40 points put them in the second place in the East. Or third place West, in the West. In like the West. I said, it's it's more wide open. It really is. Anybody can be anybody in those playoff spots, and there's other teams that probably will end up in those now, spots. Now, right. eight. Now the play-in spot is wide open between Montreal and down. That's pretty wide open. I think Miami is going to get in there. I think it's Dustin. I think it's fate. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. They're going to at least get into the playoffs. But, but that's what you know. It's going to be interesting. So yeah. Um. So let's get our final. So I have Cincinnati. Against LAFC, and I'm going to go Cincinnati. Seattle, you go, you go Cincinnati. Okay, you say you really. I think think Cincinnati wins the whole thing, and and I say it's Miami versus Seattle in the final. And if I'm picking Miami to get to the final, Messi ain't losing in a cup final. I know it's a bold pick, but I I got to I got to commit to it. You know, I I said I I thought about it, and I said you know what treble, it's the treble. Whoa, now don't count your chickens before they hatch. I know. Wait, I kind of just did because I said Messi ain't losing the cup <laughs> final. Said, yeah. me. All right, I'll leave that. Yes. I mean, we're assuming that they win 
the U.S. Open Cup, which is like to me, it's a lock. Like Houston's not beating them. Like it should be. Um, it really should be. Uh, the season's a, a already a success, but it'll be a fucking resounding success if that if that hits. But yeah, that that would be the crazy. Trouble. So I'm I'm predicting. <laughs> I am predicting the Inter Miami treble. So you heard it here first, I guess. I tell you what, that is that is so MLS though. Like to think to be the worst team in the league the first half of the season and then just to win a fucking treble. Like that is be wild. something so be, unique. Ugh. That's something so unique to MLS. Like it's it's honestly kind of <laughs> awesome. Like the fact that that's even possible, let's just say that is is pretty sick. But uh yeah, so I got Cincinnati. I will say this, if Miami does make it to the final, no one's beating them. I don't care who it is. Especially the only team, the only team in the West that could beat them would be LA. That's the only team that could. We've seen it. They convert their chances. They're going to make it really. They're just the better team. I think LA is just a better team. That better midfielders. That better. I don't know if they have better defenders, but they. I think LA is just a better team. I think. But hey, come playoff time, you know what? It's going to be interesting to see how this team looks, assuming they want to put Gregor back into the lineup. But yeah, that's a conversation for another day. All right. So let's move on to everybody's favorite part. The rapid fire predictions for match day. That says 30. Is it match day 30? That I did not change. I don't know if I changed that. I don't remember. <laughs> let's confirm. Hold MLS up. always has it correct, though. You taught me that. So. Match day 31. There we go. <laughs> See, I ch- it's funny how I changed the date and I changed the episode number on the Google Doc, but nah, I don't want to change the match day. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or so whatever. match day 38. My God, my God. Match day 38. Match day 31 predictions. Let's get into it. Going to share screen here. And honestly, guys, um, Adam, do you actually have the records for last week? We've kind of just completely lost track of our records. All right, for the so entire here's the season. deal. I was gonna, I was actually gonna make a comment on that. I'm, <laughs> I have it all. the The records are are safe in notes. I'm all keeping right. track every time, but they're not updated. They're like four weeks behind. So at this point, after like the next week's games, I'm gonna update it, and I'm probably just gonna do the same thing and let it ride for another four weeks until this or five weeks until the season's over or whatever. Not five weeks, mm-hmm. but because they're gonna smash. Well, at least just we don't have to add them all up, but just like whatever our last. I week have was. them. Yeah, yeah, I have them. Last week, it's probably too um, much to do last week right now. Yeah, um, let's just put it like this. Don't worry about we it. We were. Yeah. I I did I did a preliminary check. We were both. Under 500 for sure. Okay. Because there's a lot of ties and stuff. We're both right. So we're going to start. We're going to give the records for this today's predictions next week of how we did today. So I know we've been keeping track of it. We just lost track of the records and everything just yeah. kind of. The numbers I don't have, stuff. but the picks are all, every pick is listed and it's not like the results are hidden. So. Mm. You know, All they're right. out there. They're out there. Maybe maybe this Let's one just, of you out there who wants to get a shout out who's been watching every episode but can just go. I, I, will, it. <laughs> I will say, though, picking MLS is a fucking nightmare it is so it hard. Is hey, you know, maybe after this we start picking, I don't know, Prem games or something. I don't know. 
Europa League. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah, we're right. gonna have to figure um, something out. But that is, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> let's get into let's get into the picks. All righty then. All right. So the first game is going to be DC United versus San Jose Earthquakes. DC United minus one thirty. San Jose plus three twenty. With the draw being a plus two eighty. Who do you got, Adam? Oh man! By the way, I have the last five games for both teams. So if you want me oh, you to, got them I can wrap them up. up. All right, yeah. go for it. I got them up too. I got them up go already. Yep. Go for it. Give it. Left to the is the oldest, right? Left is the oldest. Right is the newest. All right. So they drew, lost, 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 win for DC United. So three losses, a draw, and a win most recently. And then San Jose Earthquakes have a win, win, loss, loss, and then a draw last game. This is this is a tough trip. <laughs> the tough trip. So if I'm being honest, I'm gonna say DC. I don't think they're a great team, but they're vying for a playoff spot really hard right now. I mean Kansas City is as well, but or not Kansas City, San Jose. I get them I get them confused a lot. Um San Jose. But that Ooh. is a long that's a long trip. Um it could easily be a draw, but I'm gonna go is that a I'm straight go line. Is that a straight line for the USA? <laughs> I don't know. Damn near. But um yeah, I'm going I'm gonna go draw here. I'm gonna go to plus. I'm gonna go to the plus two eighty draw. I think Keep San Jose the is the better team. If I get up, it's because I'm killing a moth. But I'm fully involved in this. Okay. 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 I guess. All right. So I'm going with the draw here. I think San Jose draw, has okay. the better team. Um, but I think you're right. The travel is going to be tough. Um, so I'm gonna go draw here. Right. Next game. Inter Miami versus Sporting Kansas City. Inter Miami plus 115, Sporting KC plus 200, with the draw being a plus 270. So, this is a tough one to pick because Inter Miami by far has the most players on international duty. I believe Inter Miami has nine players on international duty. It's a record for the club. Sporting KC has one uh, player on international duty. So this is going to be really interesting to see how Miami sets this up and how they actually handle um, all these players being gone. I'm going to go with Miami win here because at the end of the day, even though Miami has nine players gone on international duty, even with all those players gone, I still like the squad to win this. Sporting KC is still one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I'm listening. I can hear you. We can pause it for a second. No, it's it's good. This is kind of funny. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna go. I don't fucking know where it is, but I got it. it just All right. I'm so going inner I'm going inner Miami win here. Um, I think it's the easy pick. I think yeah. Sporty KC is just not good enough. And I think even with all those weapons gone, Inter Miami still has enough firepower. Yeah, Inter Miami have been playing well. You know, they we're it's not just messy. And the other two Barca amigos that are making this tick, you know, it's, 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 which are still going to be here. 
Yeah, exactly. That's another thing people don't realize. I mean, Alvaro and two of your young DPs are still going to be here. Yeah, exactly. So even without Messi, um, Inter Miami, especially at home, um, I'm curious to see how the crowd's going to be knowing Messi's not there. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm also going to go Miami. All right. Now, next game, Minnesota United versus New England Revolution. Minnesota United minus 115, New England Revolution plus 270 with a draw being a plus 280. I'm going to go Minnesota at home right now. Um, Obviously, I just had them as my dark horse to come out of the West, and they continue to improve. So I'm going to go Minnesota here, and let me rattle off their last five games real quick. Minnesota has drawn one draw, one draw. And then New England, second in the East right now, win, win, loss, win, draw. So this is a really good game. This this is a good good matchup. Yes, it's actually a really good matchup, but uh, this is one of those where I think I would pick based on the home team. Just because I think these two two teams are very good and it's a pretty good matchup. So because Minnesota's at home, I'm gonna pick Minnesota. By the way, I think you're right about Fot Mob. It's like acting super weird right now. It's fucked up right now. Not just me, yeah, right? I'm going, yeah, it's give like me, super, it's like giving me warnings and slow. stuff. Yeah, so I'm gonna switch over to trusty old Google here. That's why all if right. you have the table up. And you just do like all MLS. It just has the form. You don't have to click on teams. Like you just scroll. Yeah, but it's just it's just going fucking black on me. I don't know. It's acting weird. All right. So we both got Minnesota here. All right. So now we're going to go Portland Timbers versus Los Angeles FC. Portland plus one eighty. LA plus one thirty as the home favorite. I mean the away favorites, and. A draw at a plus 260. I'm going to go LAFC win here. Yeah, I agree with the odds makers. It's not often you see them picking a way favorite, but they're doing it for a reason. Portland have LAFC not been LAFC win, year. draw, win, loss, loss. And then Portland 12th in the West, win, loss, loss, win, draw. All right, next, LA. Galaxy versus the St. Louis City. LA is minus 120, St. Louis plus 260, with the draw being a plus 310. So I think LA Galaxy is actually getting better, and I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak into the playoffs. I think they're progressively get progressively getting better. Um, and you know, so like we talked about earlier, St. Louis only has two draws in the season. They don't know how to win, pull out draws, and in, in away matches, you have to be able to pull out a draw. You can't just keep on winning at home. So, um, I'm going to go L.A. with the win here. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Um, this is just the type of match. You look at the season St. Louis had, and, and this is the kind of match where you see them losing. Yeah, so L.A. is win, loss, win, win, draw. St. Louis is win, win, loss, win, loss. All right, so next game, we got a New York Derby. New York City FC versus New York Red Bulls. New York City FC plus 105. New York Red Bulls plus 250 with the draw being a plus 230. So this is... Um, I love me a good old of, New York Derby. 
Yeah, so it's the two teams, bottom dwellers of the Eastern Conference, 12th and 13th place, respectively. But I'm going to go New York City here. I think New York City has gotten a little bit better and progressively better. Had a decent summer transfer window. They brought back Maxi Morales and added a couple other pieces um, in the attack. New York Red Bulls, they just don't know how to score goals. They they just run like heads chickens with their heads cut off. They have so much like athleticism, but no way to really tame it and actually put together a real technical yeah like, plan. Their fan base so is I'm gonna go to get annoyed about it too. Yeah, so I'm gonna go New York City FC here for the win. And I will agree with you. Um New York Red Bulls, I mean if you if you messy people out there watch the uh New York versus Miami game, that's kind of the New York of late. That's how they've been. It wasn't just messy making them look like that. They can't score. So New York City's last five game is loss, 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 win, draw. New York Red Bulls is loss, win, loss, loss, loss. It all sounds terrible. <laughs> all right. And uh, that's it. We got a short week because of the international window. So, yeah, those but are our picks for Miami match today. Play. But, yeah, no, we're behind. Um, on I thought that – I did think that was a little odd. It kind of threw me off for a second because of the um, <laughs> the shortened week. But, yeah, because of the international window, we don't have a ton of games. But that is it for match day 31. And I'll tell you what, that and means I'm definitely going to have, have better no odds. And I have no excuse to not have the fucking picks next time. Yeah. And we should have better odds to have a better record. I mean, what was that? Like five games? I want to yeah, say. Watch, watch so. we still fuck it up and we go like two, we go two and three or one and four or something. Oh, fuck. oh and five. Oh, and five. Fuck it. No, there's no way Miami's losing West. against City. So we're getting at least one win. I'm locking that in. <laughs> so. All right. But yeah, so um, there's a reason why we definitely, um, well, I mean, aside from, the match day picks being short because there wasn't that many games. There's a reason we didn't talk too much about MLS. We spent a long time talking about it the last time out. And we have kind of planned this out. Some major, major, major things thing to talk about in um in world football or more specifically European football. And that is Champions League. We're gonna close the show with that. But first, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on this because it was starting to um, bleed over into, into like, you know, to the point where you're starting to hear about it in mainstream. Like, you're hearing, you know, Xavi, the coach of Barcelona, make comments on this shit. And first, I guess I, I can give you my opinion on it at the time and as it progressed. So what we're talking about is uh, the shitty situation with the Spanish FA. For those of you not in the loop, um, after Spain won the Women's World Cup, president of the Spanish FA did a little uh, forced kiss on the lips to one of the players. And how did it fucking survive, bro? How? I <laughs> smashed it with a pillow and it just came out from the death. That I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked, bro. That is wild. How did you survive? It just came out of nowhere. I'm done with you, though. Like, this is actually... <laughs> Yo, Adam's going to break his whole setup. And now, now we're really good. Like, it's, it's okay. really good. He murdered him. There's live... Not safe for it just, work. It came, not safe it for came kids. from the dead, man. Not safe for kids. Uh, we just murdered something on... Live, well, it's not live, but recorded. <laughs> but all right, and go with what you're saying. Door. So, um, 
So it was a little bit forced. And you know what? At the time, you know, the player just said, hey, you know, I didn't like that. And so it became a big deal because the uh, president of the uh, Spanish FA is kind of, um, he's defending himself too hard, in my opinion. So how I, this is how I saw the situation. Um, it was wrong at the time. It was like, okay, why the fuck are you doing that? But it wasn't like, oh my god, this is like the most horrible thing in the world. This is ridiculous. This guy, you know. And the player even said that. Player basically was like, yeah, I didn't like it. And that's it. But then everybody on the internet made a big deal about it. And then they were talking shit to the Spanish president. And instead of basically saying, you know what? I fucked up. That was kind of stupid. Didn't mean anything by it, but I fucked up. That was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. That's like their moment. He kind of was like being a dick about it. And because he was being a dick about it, now everyone's doubling down on him hard. So my opinion was he fucked up, but it didn't need to be this bad. He made it bad because now he's he's digging his feet in the mud and being like, fuck you. I ain't leaving. You know, he's he's literally doing the wall, the wolf of Wall Street. Like, I ain't fucking leaving. He's literally doing that. Um. Uh, so, it's kind man, of, so, my... so, so it rubs people the wrong way that's all, that's all i'm gonna say like i didn't think it was like was it wrong yes but now it's fucking up all of spain's fa right now like like really badly so my that was my take on it is that it was wrong but the spanish you know the president just made it worse by being a dick like he could have he could have made this easier but he had to be a bitch about it and now that people and now that people are like, no, you gotta fucking go, he's still being a bitch about it. So I think this could have been a lot easier and this didn't have to be like a major story. But of course it fucking is a major story because he wants to keep his job after being a dick. So that's how I see it. But you're you're in the you're in the world of of Spanish football. You like that shit. So what do you what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um no, I think that shit was just it was a fucked up situation because it wasn't even just like the whole kiss thing, which is weird as fuck. That's what like, I'm saying. Like, let's by not, itself, like, it was let's weird not wrong. get it. Twist. That but is it wasn't weird. Like, that is too far. Like, yeah. That is that is too far. I don't care what she said about it because obviously she might feel in a way that like, you know, I don't want to like lose my spot on the national team because Spain can be very regressive in a lot of ways. Um, not like the general people, but like the higher ups, the old yeah, yeah. people that are, the old establishment can be like that. And there was no reason to keep like, cause he wasn't, he also like grabbing them on the ass and stuff too. Like he was, there was multiple things that happened. It wasn't even just the kid. I, I know specifically there was a moment where he like grabbed them on the ass. Obviously the players didn't like him. Like when they were winning or something, they refused to high five him. It gets to a point where it's like, dude, just get rid of the guy. Especially yeah, exactly. the Spanish woman team is entering this era where they're about to be dominant for probably the next two, like the next two World Cups. They're they're by far the best team that's out there. They were super strong. They were my pick to win the World Cup. They're a really strong team. You don't need this man. This manager, they're making it out to be like he's fucking Pep Guardiola. He's not. Yeah, no, right. He's like, just the president of the FA. Dude, this guy had way too do? much. This guy had way too much like leeway and and the fact that you're right that they doubled down on not firing him is ridiculous 
So, and that's what made like, it worse. It's like him being basically like, fuck you, I did nothing wrong. It's like, you know what? Like, what people do you mean? Maybe, people, people maybe would have actually, but do you think that people actually would have been more nicer to him if he had actually just said, you know what, guys, you're right. That was fucked up. I was just excited. I really didn't mean anything by it. Do you think this wouldn't be I a story right now? I think he lost the locker room. Do you think, think he lost the locker room? Do you think it'd be a story though if if he did, said that? Do you think do you think he would he'd have more leeway and they'd give him a chance if he was like genuinely like no. yeah I fucked up? No, I, I think, think it'd it'd the better. way society I think the way society is right now the fact that he even did that and like I said it was multiple things it wasn't just like the one thing I don't know all the exact details but I know the the grabbing the ass and then like just the flat out that's that's just just weird and like I don't think that ever would have like no matter how much you apologize, like that's just, I think that was too far. And then I think also too, he already, he lost the locker room. The players didn't want to play for him. They hated him. They didn't want to be around him. And then, yeah, I don't get me wrong. I think the situation made it even worse when he's like, I did nothing wrong. And then you have the Federation saying that we're not going to fire him. Like that shit, that's when it got like super fucked. It was like, nah, man, like that, that's like, it's like, come on. Like, just submit it like the for, like even even if you genuinely believe him the players don't want him anymore and that can cause an issue like for the following world cup or the women euros and like things like that like you just look at team usa with greg burhalter and the geo reina thing and like how big of a shit show that is and that's not even nearly as big as what yeah. happened with the spanish federation you just like you don't want you, you don't want to have that trauma and that controversy like you just get rid of the guy and then his mom going on like hunger strike for three days i'm oh like you're God. delusional yeah, when you lost like me. get out of here like that's when you lost on. me it made, it, made, it made all made sense so i feel like i guess in the way in a way and this I, is all like the right the right things happening because this you know piece of shit's not gonna you know and, gonna and then, this. that's really and i think it makes it worse too is because of the track record, the Spanish Federation and La Liga, even though they're two separate things like La Liga and the Spanish Federation. It's just right now, that's just not a good time for that in Spain. So it's like the last thing you need is somebody like really doubling down on like something that, I mean, it's kind of interesting. The dude was doing it on live TV. That's the crazy thing. He's doing it on a live TV. So who knows what's happening behind closed doors? If this man doesn't give a fuck enough to do it on literally the World Cup, like what what else could be going on? Like that, like this guy's got some fucking cojones if he's willing to do that on live TV. Yeah, like, like I said, I think his reaction was what was what sealed the deal. This is like you really want to know the type of person that he is. You see the reaction and the fallout. And then you realize, yeah, this is this guy needs to go. Yeah. So I it's think we're in agreement on that scummy. one, and it's all fucked up. And yeah. hopefully he gets out of there quick. So, and speaking of quick, let's quickly move on to the story that everybody wants to hear about, and that is drumroll, please, the Champions League. We need to get a soundboard, and I need to have the button. Here, I got it. I got you. I got you. No, 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 no! Like you, you, you know what I mean. There, there. <laughs> you know what I mean. I want the champions, opera singers. The song, honestly, dude, that that song gives me goosebumps. Like, I, I want, it know. is by far. It's between like, that. Come on, it's got to be Wednesday, right? football. 
that and Monday Night Football have like the best soundtracks for any like pregame tournament thing, like in all of sports. Like, yeah, the two things, Champions the two songs League that people know, Monday Night Football, or like, just like NFL. Two, like, I don't like, even know like where it's from specifically. I just know it's NFL. But yeah, those are the two sounds that people know. Exactly, it's that people know the champions and. And then that's it. That's it. You, everyone knows that. It's just, it's, yeah. it's great. Which, so you know, have, I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but did you know the Champions League? Each verse is sung in a different language. Uh, I did actually, not know that, I but I don't. It's I, not something. I, it's not something I actually pay care for the words for. You know, it's more like okay, no, I'm I don't know the words. I saw well, yeah, like yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Something. But like I never, and it's like, did you guys know that it's like six different languages in it? And I was like, that actually makes it even like go even harder. But yeah, anyways, let's get into our predict. We love predictions on this show. Yeah, obviously. but now this so is some be- more beefier. It's not going to be as hard because we're just going to pick. You know, unless it's yeah. the group of death, which we will get into. There is so there we're going to go through group of death. So we're going to go in group by group, like Julian said. So yeah, so group. let's. Let's start with Group A. So Group A, we have Bayern Munich, Manchester United, Copenhagen, and Galatasaray. So I'll kick it off to you. What do you see coming out of this group? So I think this is an easier group to pick. Um, Galatasaray in the Turkish League. I have a friend from Turkey, so I, I just I know the kind of shit they've been going through. Copenhagen, even though you know they. That that league's not horrible. Um, I don't rate them either because how they got here, um, they just barely scraped by a um, a Polish team uh, that nobody can pronounce except me and my mom. Pretty much, uh, <laughs> if you want me to, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. it oh, you'll do Cop- it. Copenhagen to get into the playoff or to get into the Champions League group stage had to beat Raków. Just to hold off. Nice. Yeah. So that's uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. If you're wondering, um, not a big city. <laughs> uh, good team though. So They've who, been good lately. Um, so so, so, so yeah, one, two, so three, four. So it's, so it's got to be. Um, I'm gonna go because mind you, three makes Europa League. So we'll go one, yeah, two, three, four. Yeah. So I'm gonna say for this, I'm gonna say. Bayern first, Manchester United second, Galatasaray third, Copenhagen fourth. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much entirely agree with you. Um, with everything there. Um, obviously, I think Bayern is just going to win the group. Uh, United still. I mean, now with Anthony gone with his whole domestic violence thing, even though I don't that think was, he's been super. Pro- that's the worst. Even though fucking, I don't think he's been Jesus Christ, super productive. To, we talked about but, enough shit stories. I didn't want to put that one in there, please. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, from a footballing, so. yeah, from a footballing perspective, you are missing a starter there. And just in general, I think Bayern's just better from top to bottom. So I got Bayern, United, Galatasaray, Copenhagen, just like you. Let's move on to group. B, where we have Sevilla, Arsenal, PSV, and Lens. So, I celebrated at work when uh, when they drew us into this group. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. It's like where like we're a pot two club. Which group do they do they really like? Come on, I was fearing being put into a group with Bayern. I was like, please, for the love of fucking God, don't do it. Please, <laughs> we just got here. Don't do this to me. Don't put it. No, please. 
and then bam, we get put into the Sevilla group. Even though they're Europa League winners, they're struggling very much so. They Didn't did Sevilla sign... beat Arsenal in the Europa League? I'm sure. Who did you guys know. lose to in the Europa League? Last Which year? year? Last year? Last year. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't remember. It was depressing. I thought I Sevilla knocked you guys out. Yeah. I don't think it was, <laughs> but I blocked. I did. I actually just, it's gone. Like I don't fucking, whatever. Europa <laughs> League, we're back in the Champions League. I don't care about Europa League. Who the fuck cares about Europa League? It's a stupid tournament. I've never cared about that. <laughs> I get you <laughs> so into the Champions League. But that's how it, that's how it is, though. Yeah, exactly. So Sevilla, they're a struggling team. You know, you really, if looking at this, you have to pick Arsenal. Ramos. You really do. Ramos, it's not going to change. Not going to change the game. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't see Ramos being added to Sevilla and Bro, going. Oh shit, headers. I mean, I guess. Watch but, out. You know, <laughs> forgetting about our big Brazilian Gabriel on the left side of center back. He's you know he's a he's a mm. presence. He's a presence in the air as well. I, I'm I've been enjoying him at center back. So for this one, this is a tougher one to pick the rest. So I would say Arsenal, PSV, Sevilla, and then Lens. Yeah, so I think outside of Arsenal, I think the the other three teams, that's a really good matchup. I think that's actually a really interesting group. I think obviously Arsenal wins it. You know, I thought if it wasn't for this, Pat, if this was the same Sevilla team that won Europa League last year, they were locked for number two. That team was really defensively sound. They really worked super well together. But then this past transfer season that we talked about last episode, they had to, they pretty much said, like, we got a garage sale. We need everything must go. And, you know, they they had to get rid of Gabriel Montiel, which obviously went over to Nottingham. You know, they lost, they lost countless pieces. They were able to maintain some. And I still think they're going to be pretty good defensively. So I think Sevilla. Man, to me, it's a really toss-up between Sevilla and PSV for that second year, uh, Champions League spot to advance. Yeah, it's a tough one. It but really is. I'm going to go Sevilla here, and I think PSV gets third and Lens gets fourth. Lens did have a good season last year. I believe they were second in Ligue 1, I want to say. Let me just double-check that real quick. Yes, they were second. They They got second place. Only to PSG. So, yeah, I mean, they're no joke of a team either. So this is going to be really tough. But, um, man, PSV added a lot of weapons this summer. They added a lot. Um, But then again, it's like, how much do you rate the French League versus the Dutch League, you know? But, man... This is this is another interesting. Like I said, this is interesting. Uh, You know, I'm just gonna go Arsenal. I'm gonna go Arsenal, Sevilla, PSV, and Lens. I I think I'm I'm gonna stick with that. I think I'm gonna stick with that. I think Arsenal advance. I think PSV goes up there, and Lens gets knocked out. But that's gonna be a good group. I think yeah, it's definitely gonna be a good group. Two, three, and four. You could swap those around, and I wouldn't be surprised. That's definitely right, so going to be a one. good group. So I'm going to I'm going to read out group C because I want you to uh, look at the picture I just sent in the chat that is not safe for podcast uh, about Anthony. Uh it's really funny. Fucking A man. So our slash soccer circle jerk is is on fire. So group D. <laughs> this is actually a pretty fun one. Uh we got Napoli, Real Madrid, Braga and making their Champions League debut. 
a big bolsterous Union Berlin. So I, you know, I think they're going to come in there. They're feisty. Um, I don't know if they're really going to get out of there. Um, besides going to a Europa League, I would put your Union Berlin in the Europa League spot, and I would say Madrid first, Napoli second, Berlin get the Europa League spot, and Braga fourth. Although Braga could just as easily get that Europa League spot as well. Yeah. So. I think we're pretty much in unison here. I'm going Real Madrid, Napoli, Braga, Union, Berlin. That Real Madrid-Napoli game is going to be an awesome game. I think that's a really good matchup. I like to see that matchup. That's going to be obviously the the defending reigning champs of Serie A last year after winning it for the first time in, like, what, 30 years or something like that. They did just lose Chucky Lozano to PSV. Um, they're starting winger, but I, I think still think they're going to advance. So I'm going, yeah, I'm going them second real Madrid first Braga gets in union Berlin. You know, they haven't made it in Lord knows how long. So, um, so I don't they're, think they're, they're champions to... league debutants. Oh, this is forever. Union oh, Berlin. Yeah. Their first I mean, ever champions league. How it would be great if they, they made it to Europa League, but I, they weren't I even know, in the Bundesliga man. like three, four years ago. I mean, it could it could have been a little bit longer than that. The COVID kind of tends to uh, screw with your sense of years. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yes, you had pretty much the same, right? Real Madrid, Napoli, Braga, Union Berlin. I said you could pretty much either way, but I actually picked Union Berlin for for Europa League. I think they're they're a pretty good team. I think just because you know they're not Bundesliga, you know, they're it's not like they have Bundesliga history or even ch- any Champions League history. Um, so it's easy to underestimate them, but I think they're better than than they than they people think. All right, let's go to group D, which I think is also another pretty good group here. You got Benefica, yeah. which is a really good squad this year, Inter, RB Sal- Red Bull Salzburg, and Real Sociedad. I think Real Sociedad's a really strong team. So is Benfica. Um, Inter's definitely going to win the group. I think. I think Inter's just solid. I mean, obviously they made it to the final last year. I think they're going to win it. I think that second and third Red Bull Salzburg is going to get last. I think yeah, that's just going to happen. I agree with you. Um, now that Benfica Real Sociedad game is going to be a really good matchup, but I'm probably going to go Real Sociedad over Benfica. Benefica gets bounced to Europa League. So I'm going into Real Sociedad, Benefica, and Red Bull Salzburg. I'm similar. I'm actually going to say Benefica goes through instead of Sociedad, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're correct. Uh, Salzburg last into winning that group. All right, let's go to Group E. Now, this is, uh, this is a good group here, man. Uh, yeah, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio, and Celtic. Man, that's a tough one. I think Atletico wins the group. I I would I could say I can see time. them getting second. I can see him, but I'm going to Atletico wins the group. I think I'm going to go Lazio. I feel like I'm butchering that, but Lazio, 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 Lazio. Um, I think they get second. I think Feyenoord gets third, and Celtic gets fourth. But I wouldn't be surprised to see if Feyenoord get into second place. Feyenoord, uh, you know, won the Dutch league last year. Really strong team this year. Um, 
But I think uh, Lazio is going to have a little too much class. So I'm going to go Real Madrid. I'm going to go not Real Madrid. Atletico Madrid, Lazio, Feyenoord, Celtic. Yeah, this one I'm going to completely agree with you. The exact same order. Now, the next group, I think we are going to disagree on. we are. It's the group of Um, death. I don't know. This is one of the toughest groups I can think of. It's probably one of the I toughest think, groups ever drawn in the past few years. There have yeah, been some group of deaths, s- but this is this is really is one of the strongest Champions League groups in in recent times. It's yeah. Insane. I mean, you're talking about pretty much all powerhouses. I mean, all all were what top three in their respective leagues. Dortmund has, bottles. They were has second. PSG, has PSG made, made the finals? So you got like three teams who are basically like near semifinals PSG, and PSG finalists the in the last decade. So you got PSG semifinal and finalists in the last decade all in the same group. Yeah, so you have Dortmund who finished second, pretty much bottled the league. PSG who won their league. Um, AC Milan who made it to the semifinals of last year's Champions League. And Newcastle, a newcomer into the Champions League after being gone for a very long time. But they're now... Uh, some people say a powerhouse in the, the Premier League. They're getting but, there. Um, yeah, so I think, honestly, the toughest group last year doesn't even compare to this year because last year you had that Bayern, Barca, Inter, and then whoever the fuck was the fourth team. But now this year, like, all... There so, is no whoever the fuck. I mean, Newcastle yeah, so, supposed to be the whoever the fuck, but that's not how it really is. I think Dortmund... I'll start with... I think Dortmund gets fourth. I think they just don't have enough. Uh, if they said Bellingham and like Holland on this team, then yeah, but no, they don't. Um, and then who knows if Gio Reyna is going to be healthy to play in these Champions League games. So I, I think they get fourth. This is where we disagree. I, and I know it's an unpopular opinion. I think Milan tops the group. I think Newcastle gets second and PSG gets grouped and sent to Europa League. Yeah, we and we here's are why I think AC Milan, I really like the way they're building that team. I think they've looked really good so far in Syria. Um they've looked really solid. This was a team who, you know, like I said, they were really competitive in Champions League last year. And I think they're just getting better. I think Rafa Leal on the other side, if he can stay consistent and look really good, like the dude can, he's obviously the MVP of Syria. Like the dude is one of the best players in the world. You have Christian Pulisic who looks rejuvenated, even though he's playing on the opposite side than he normally does. He still looks better than ever. You got Theo Hernandez behind Liao at the right back, at the left back. That those two combining just looks so good. And then you got Giroud who has four goals in three games. Like, come on, give me AC Milan to win this. I like him a lot. Newcastle, I think Newcastle just has a lot of firepower. Tonali's going back to Milan. Um, they haven't looked good in the Prem. They 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 started off looking pretty good. I, th- I like them against Man City, even though they lost. But they, uh, what what is their last four? I think they only have one win so far, I believe. So because of that, um, but correct. I do I do think they have a lot a lot of um quality to to get them to second in advance a lot of people a lot of people have psg winning this group hands down and i find that a little odd because i say the thing with psg is that 
you're getting in with a new head, new manager in Luis Enrique, which I think he's kind of building something there. But you have that French front three that I don't know like how they're going to perform. Obviously, you know what Mbappe is going to bring. But like you have that new guy who came from Germany, I believe. I've never heard of him. And they just paid like 90 million euros for him. Never heard of the guy. Apparently played really well for the French national team in the World Cup. I don't recall hearing about him. You have Dembele, which I'm a Dembele fan, but the dude never plays. The dude is so injury prone. And look, I am not, obviously I have bias because I'm I'm Costa Rican. I want Navas to start, but like, I am not a fan of Donnarumma. I just do not think he's that great. And with these teams that he's about, these attacks he's about to go up against, dude's going to get cooked. I just, I believe it. So I, I think PSG is going to be more of a next year project. I think just trying to like balance out all these new pieces and stuff, it might fit better than it did before, like with Messi and Neymar, because it seemed like they're just trying to combine stars and see what works. But um, yeah, I think PSG gets grouped. So I'm going AC Milan, Newcastle, PSG, and Dortmund. Yeah. So disagree we are going to disagree. Come at me. We are, are going to disagree a little bit. I don't think PSG are getting bounced quite yet. I, I think Mbappe is is good enough to just carry them, you know, out of the group. It's just it's just true. I do agree with Milan. I actually think that they've they're. I just like. I agree. I just like the way they're built. Um. So I'm gonna pick Milan to win the group. I'm gonna pick right. PSG to come in second. I'm gonna pick Dortmund to get bounced to Europa Whoa. League. <laughs> and then I'm gonna pick Newcastle. To get wow. dropped out, I actually this is think coming Newcastle, from the Prem yes, fan too, yes. and I know, I know, I feel bad because Newcastle, I, I really don't hate. I mean, you know, I don't hate them. They're like, you, you, you can't really hate people from like Newcastle wow. area. You know, it's, it's like they, they, they talk similar to Manchester people, but they don't. They're not as dumb and fat. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to all the people out there, but man, that is an ugly ass accent. I'm sorry, but it just it is. I know you're gonna talk. You're talking shit. to you're you're you like Ray Hudson. Yeah, but he's different. Oh my <laughs> god, he's the most Newcastle the guy. He's the most it's Newcastle the guy same. you're ever gonna fucking hear in your life. Yeah, I don't know, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's crazy though. Like, um, I'm surprised you have New Newcastle getting bounced over Dortmund. Yeah, not I, even they're good defensively, but I don't think that's gonna help them in in against these teams and and you know what Dorman, yeah i agree they're they're not the same team but it's such a difficult place to play i think people underestimate that i know they fucking bottled i know they bottled the league last year but that doesn't fucking mean the yellow wall is not going to show up it's not easy i just feel i feel like losing bellingham is huge well yeah we're seeing that with real madrid i think that's one of the reasons why i think madrid you know, sometimes you never know year to year how I they're going to be. I'm surprised coming from the Prem fan. I know a lot of Prem fans. They just they can't fathom the fact that one of the teams there are just not going to win everything. It's an it's an interesting <laughs> four. You know, you could because I've you know, I've seen some missing, delusional Prem fans that ref, that you're missing out on some teams. I mean, Chelsea they definitely don't deserve to be in the Champions League based on how they've been playing. But Liverpool mm-hmm. that's a big miss. You know, they just had a they had a hiccup. It wasn't really. A, a horrible year. It was just they had some crazy hiccup in the beginning, and they and they couldn't recover from it, you know. So like there there's some teams that are missing here. Um, 
I'm not going to say Tottenham are missing because they don't fucking belong in the Champions League to begin with. So, <laughs> so it's just right. back to normal. So that's that's Let's Group F. That's a, that's a spicy one. The the last yeah. two gonna be uh, these a lot are easier. so here here here, here right, the on. bottom the bottom group, twos are gonna be hard. Group Group G is Conference League. Group F is Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, so Group G, you have Manchester City, um, our, uh, Red Bull yeah. Leipzig. I don't even know what this team is. Servana Zabask, I'm in the blood, that's whatever their that real is. name, but they're really called Red Star. It's Red Star Belgrade. Yeah, I don't. That's who they I are. Don't know. And then, you, and then you have the Young Boys. Just which, just say, young Boys you are from that, Austria. They Red Star Belgrade. The Young Boys are from Austria, right? Uh, Switzerland. Is it Austrian or Switzerland? Okay, it's one of those. They're right next to each other. I had to think yeah, about so, that for a um, second. Switzerland, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, they're they're two close countries. So, yeah. I, obviously, City wins. I mean, this is like self-explanatory. Yeah, City, City destroys. The group. Uh, Red Red Bull gets second. Easy second. Um, Easy. Dude, I, I don't even like. I don't toss-up. know. It's a fucking. Like, toss-up. I, I don't know these teams enough to say who's going they to get both third and pop get in and out of the Champions League every now and then. Um, Look, if we're just throwing it out there for the sake of throwing it out there, let's go Belgrade Red Stars and then Young Boys. Yeah, I'm gonna. Fourth. I'm gonna. I think. Yeah, I think Red Stars. Uh, I think that league's a little tougher. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm, just, I'm talking completely out of my ass. So. I think the league in Serbia is a little tougher than the league in Switzerland. So I'll you just think? I would say the that. Switzerland league is better. I don't know. At least it's what I've heard. I don't know. I'd be honest. I don't know. I, you, you, you'll have arguments. There's some good teams in Switzerland. So I can understand people getting mad at me for that one. But I think Serbia, that just the Balkans are tough. They, you know, there's a reason why you always see them. In in World Cups, doing some interesting things, you know, they some tough people. They don't produce nobody from their leagues. I mean, yeah, in Switzerland, you got Zurich, you got Young Boys, uh, Lugano. I've heard of. You got Basel. Everyone knows Basel. And the Grasshoppers. Who could forget about the Grasshoppers? They got some funny names in Switzerland. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Fun stuff in Switzerland. So but let's hit this final group. We have Barcelona. Porto, Shakhtar Donetsk, home home of our one boy Sergi Kristoff, and then yeah. Antwerp. So Royal I'm going to go pretty Royal much in the order that yeah, I just said. So uh-huh. I'm think Barcelona finally got lucky with the group, and they're finally going to make it out of the group stage. Even though I do not think they're good enough, if Barcelona would go fourth if they were in Group F. Barcelona, I think they got uh, really blessed with a very good Newcastle? group. Huh? Even with Newcastle in there, you think they're you know, Barcelona's know. not. I mean, we'll see with this whole new Jao Felix thing, which we could talk about next week once they get to play like a full game. Yeah, okay. I think we want to see that. Um, and uh Joao Cancelo. So we'll see how that kind of works out, you know, down the road. But um yeah, Barcelona tops it, Porto. From what I understand, Porto's in a little bit of a rebuild mode, but they're still a better team. I, I still rate them higher than the Ukrainians. Shakhtar, who's always at the top, are always making Champions Leagues. Yeah, but you, they can the never really progress argument, in Champions Leagues. The only and, other argument um, is Dynamo Kiev, and they're they're struggling in the, this beginning part of the season, so it's not like Shakhtar Donetsk has a challenger because Kiev is always their challenger. And 
and Antwerp, they're just going to get last. And I'm probably butchering that name too, but they're, they're just going to get last. I will say it's going to be pretty fucking awesome to see Barcelona play in, in Shakhtar. Like that's going to be, because that's like they're a notorious, like extremely like tough place fucking, to play. Do you, do you know what's going on in Ukraine right now? They're not playing in Ukraine. No. Where are they playing at? They're going to play in Poland probably. You don't think there's, there's going to be people traveling? There's a fucking war. They're not. They're not. You don't think there's going to be people traveling? You think you know how many refugees have been leaving Ukraine to go to Poland? They're yeah, going to well, fill that I mean, shit up, dude. They're, they're going to fill it up. Yes, you're right. Okay, and I know this because my grandma <laughs> has been mentioning it. She's like, you know, I hear it. Like I used to it used to be like, you know, you ride the subway and it's like, yeah, you everyone's speaking Polish or whatever. Now you start hearing these languages and you're like, what the fuck is that? And you look and they're like, oh, Ukrainian. Dude, I, I think I think they're gonna fill that shit up, dude. I'm telling you. Um either they way. They have a lot. Uh, but yeah, yes, they don't they're not playing yeah. Ukraine. Because that that's a nice arena they got. I still think they're gonna fill it up. I think it's gonna be good. But um nonetheless, yeah. I mean, do you have any disagreements with that? Barcelona, Porto, Shakhtar, Antwerp. I do not. Uh Shakhtar, I wouldn't be surprised if they like pull off a shock upset against Porto. But I, I'm I with you there. With you. I agree with you. I think Porto, you know what? And I think it's a safe bet because they, they have, they've started this, this season pretty well. You know, they're three wins, one draw, uh, only four games in, but it's still, um, you know, you want to start strong in your league to really prove or just show, you know, like, Hey, like we can, we have a chance, especially in a group where, you know, if you're, being realistic other than Barcelona, it's anybody's game. Like even Antwerp, you know, who knows how good they are. Although I don't think they'd be better than Porto or Shakhtar. So I agree with you there, but not surprised if Shakhtar, you know, surprised some people. Yeah. I don't, I, I never know how I really feel about the Belgium league. Like, I don't know. Like a part of me feels like the Belgium league's a little like overhyped, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends year to year. Um, so I guess yeah. before we end this, let's do a quick pick. Who's gonna win it? Ooh, the whole thing? Yeah, who's gonna who who's the early favorite you think is gonna win this Champions League? Man. Nobody's gonna like my answer, but it's just no I one's hate. gonna like my answer. It's probably gonna be City. All right, then why why even ask this question? I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I think, we both think it's going to be sick. All right, let's let's say our dark horse. I don't yeah, even want to say dark horse, dark but like outside yeah, of just okay, not city. We say city's the favorite. Okay, city's the favorites. Outside of city being the favorites to win it, who else do you have? Real Madrid. They're always really? good in the Champions League. No striker, man. That worries me. We'll see how that does plays worry out me. in this but Champions I just, League. I don't know. They've just they've been they've they've hit they've hit gold because with Bellingham. But Benzema has been, was yeah, but ben, he's still he's not. I mean, I don't know unless unless Bellingham can prove that he's going to be an attacking midfielder. But I don't know because he's always said he's like I'm a central midfielder. He's like I'm an eight. He's like I box to box, and like. I think right now, because and, of how I mean, at the end of the day, he's not a striker. Riding. I mean, Vinny says he wants to be on the left. Vinny always was. He'll always drift to the left. Rodrigo's Rod, Rodri, Rodrigo's probably your best 
closest thing to a striker because he can kind of play that half space. But man, I don't know. I mean, I don't unless they do some sort of transfer in the off in the winter transfer window. Some sort of right now, he doesn't care about the position. I think right now he's riding such a high mentally. Um, with the fans, you know, they love him and he's just enjoying his football and he's so happy to be contributing right away for, for Real Madrid. He, he seems right at home. I think he doesn't really care too much about specifics as long as he's not playing goalie. I think he's he's fine. So that's why I'm not worried about it. I think especially going into the Champions League, you know, it's not like he's never played in the Champions League. He knows what it's like with Dortmund, but now with Real Madrid, this big powerhouse, you know, it's a, a whole new chapter. Um, we'll see. So that, we'll see when they play. Horse. When they play. Um, who's uh, your Champions dark? League. Yes. Or... Who's your dark horse? Uh, I'm gonna go Bayern. I think Bayern Good put one. up the. Yeah. I think I feel like Bayern choked that City matchup this past year. I and think they could do it Bayern, with Kane. I think Bayern should have won it. Yeah. Now you're adding Kane in that situation. Yeah, like, they finally have a striker back. I, like, I yeah, he's not even say Bayern, but he fills it. He fills that. Thing role. Is, I don't even want to say Bayern is a is a dark horse, but like if we're saying City's are the favorites. It's like that your toughest competition is going to be Bayern. Um, and then outside of Bayern, Arsenal. I'm just going to Yeah, see like it, I know like, it's hard to say. I know it's, it's you know, they don't have good history in the knockout rounds, but you look at some of these teams and if they get favorable draws, yeah, they could, you know, two legs, they could, they could do well. So like my, my odds for one, two, and three is going to be City, Bayern, Arsenal. Uh, I just unless unless Real Madrid can pull out some sort yeah, of I would say I would say it was it would probably be City, Madrid, Bayern. Yeah, Madrid over Bayern. Yeah, yeah. If it, if they get let's put it like this: if they get in, if both of them are in the quarterfinals, yes, hundred percent. If they match up, you would you would take Madrid over Bayern, or if they just both get into the quarterfinals. Not even if they match up. If they both end up in the quarterfinals, I I, I think Madrid have proved that they they got it and they'll they'll be fine. I don't. I th- that's what I think personally. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I, I like Arsenal over Madrid. Honest. I think Arsenal is really well built. I, I don't know about Kai Havertz, dude. Like, I, <laughs> but outside of him, like. Yeah, that, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I mean, we'll see when they match up in the prem. You know, it's what I mean? good. Like Fabio Vieira has been playing very well, and he's kind of like considered the backup, but the young guy, you know, uh, coming out. I of think Mkhitaryan has been playing well. If he could just be a little bit more clinical, I think it, he he could yeah. really dominate. He he's I've noticed in the past few games he he's done a really good job of getting chances. Like opening up and like making the runs to get the chances. It's yeah, he's always been, been good little... at that. I think that's why that's why Arteta he just needs him. to be more clinical. He yeah. just needs to be more clinical. It's the biggest. And then thing again, that's I the story feel. of Arsenal's life. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Arsenal hasn't played super tough. I mean, they've played Nottingham, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Man United, which who knows how good they're going to be. Um, so we'll see when we see Arsenal play a against city like and they're gonna play against city october 8th i feel like that's gonna be a pretty big measuring stick for them 100 100 percent. but uh yeah so let's end it off there episode 17 of real fans fc i thought it was a good one you know we had a 
me and Adam love our predictions. We love them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, but, I, yeah, yeah. We we knew we had to uh, give most of our time to the Champions League today. I didn't really time it exactly, but if I, you know, I think most of our time went to the Champions League. If we're looking single yeah. topic, yeah, I'm. I I think I'm a little bit more excited for this Champions League than last year. I think there's a lot of really good groups. Where I feel like last year we had a better idea who's who outside of that Bayern Inter and Barca game, Barca group. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of really good groups. I'm really excited. A lot of fresh new faces, Newcastle, Arsenal, PSV, Union Berlin, you know. Um, yeah, all I'm gonna say is I'm excited because I don't have to watch Thursday league anymore. Feels nice. <laughs> so I'm into but, it. Um, but yeah, so if you guys haven't done so already, please leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Um, it'll be greatly appreciated and yeah, follow us on all our platforms and obviously we're on anywhere you get your audio podcast. So if you want to see the audio version, go on Spotify, go to Apple, you know where to go, but, uh, yeah, peace out everybody. See you guys next week.